This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months. Listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 252, entitled Knowing Your Numbers. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. And, of course, for those questions, the comments, the feedback that you guys have been sending through, I really do appreciate it. Uh, And, of course, for those uh, all-important iTunes reviews, if you guys haven't done so already. Uh, I would really appreciate you guys uh, leaving a review for me on iTunes. It's the single most important thing you guys can do to help spread the word of this podcast to uh, you know give it that social proof and let people know that uh, you guys do find value uh, in the time that you spend listening to these episodes. Uh, so for all of you uh, in the past that have done so, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I've set that goal for myself this year to try to get to a hundred uh, reviews uh, on uh, iTunes uh, for uh, 2020, uh, and I think I'm at about 86 uh, at the moment. Uh, so uh, your help is appreciated in uh, helping me realize that goal. Uh, so uh, this week. I wanted to talk to you guys uh, about a very uh, important uh, topic, of course. Uh, we've heard it time and time again. Uh, it seems to be something that regardless of who you uh, listen to, whether it's me in the podcast, uh, whether you're watching uh, my YouTube videos, which of uh, uh, course are available to all of you guys out there. Uh, and just a little side note uh, to those of you who are just discovering the podcast for the first time, uh, I've uh, heard uh, from quite a a few of you that uh, I do have uh, the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel available for you as well. And uh, if I were to, uh, if you're just starting out in the business and you're thinking about uh, starting a lawn care business, uh, you can head on over to YouTube, search for Lawn Care Business Success. There'll also be a link in the podcast show notes for that. Uh, but uh, check out the homepage of my uh, YouTube channel and uh, scroll down and find the How to Start a Lawn Care Business uh, playlist. Uh, you're going to find videos uh, that are, uh, you know, just like uh, this episode topic. Uh, all sorts of different topics from marketing and all that sort of stuff where I break down uh, different topics and, and talk about them. So, uh, those are probably uh, the most helpful to people that are uh, just starting out in a lawn care business or looking for specific ways to improve their current uh, lawn care business. And uh, while you're there, of course, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button and click that notification bell so that you know when I make uh, new videos. So, uh, like I was saying, uh, you know, whether you're listening to me, watching my videos, uh, you're, uh, you know, heading over and watching Brian's lawn maintenance, uh, or anybody else, uh, you know, the list is long, uh, of all of the, the lawn care YouTubers, uh, putting out absolutely fantastic content. Uh, it's just an amazing, uh, community, uh, that we are all involved in here, uh, the green industry to have everybody so willing Uh, to be open and to share, uh, you know, what has worked in their businesses, what has, uh, you know, failed in their businesses and to give all of you guys a jump start. When I think back to when I started my own lawn care business and, uh, you know, going on 15 years ago and, uh, you know, it was all, uh, on a basically, uh, you know, a prayer of, uh, uh, trying to figure out, uh, you know, how is going to go. I didn't have any 
contacts. I didn't know anybody personally that ran a lawn care business. Um, you know, uh, when I was dabbling in lawn care in the beginning, it was all just uh, sort of winging it. Uh, you know, uh, it would be the best way to describe it. Uh, uh, you know, there was a few, uh, I think one forum uh, at the time, uh, the lawn site forum. And uh, although, you know, it had some good information, uh, people was, were still very reserved, still very protective uh, about sharing that information. Um, or that type of information. What they weren't so protective about sharing uh, was their own, um, you know, opinions on, uh, you know, whatever uh, type of equipment or something uh, was out there. Uh, and I'll and I'll uh, be more specific in saying uh, they weren't shy about sharing their own, uh, you know, negativity uh, about that sort of stuff and just being, you know, the online uh, keyboard warriors and stuff like that. So, you know, although I was on the forum for a while and I was searching information and all that sort of stuff, um, you know, ultimately... I ended up not using the forum over uh, uh, time because it was just always so negative. It was always just, you know, uh, online bullying of people and, and, and just, uh, you know, people slinging insults back and forth and, and, uh, you know, being trying to be macho and stuff. And it just wasn't a good environment uh, to try to learn on. Uh, but uh, this day and age, you guys are so fortunate uh, when you're uh, starting out a lawn care business that there's uh, so much information available to you guys uh, to start a business and to uh, make it as successful as possible and using, uh, you know, information that guys put out uh, that can, you can almost find uh, somebody for specific uh, scenarios, for example, you know, like with me, with a lot of the information I share, I'm sharing, uh, you know, what has worked for me in my lawn care business. Uh, and I will, like I always say, uh, you know, you have to take my information uh, with a grain of salt, just like you have to do with everybody's information. It doesn't matter if it's me or you're watching Brian's Lawn Maintenance or, or whatever the case may be, because what whatever whoever is doing, uh, whatever they're doing, uh, it doesn't mean it always applies to everybody. Uh, but they're giving their honest uh, assessment of and experience uh, of what has worked for them in their business, just like uh, I do. Uh, but there's going to be different scenarios. Like for my business, for example, I'll just compare, um, you know, me and Brian's lawn maintenance because uh, Brian's a good uh, friend of the podcast and a good friend of mine. And uh, I know he won't mind uh, me making some comparisons. Uh, but with me, for example, uh, you know, I'm here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, about two hours north of Seattle. It's always raining. And where I am, um, you know, specifically, everybody expects their lawns to be bagged, all the clippings bagged. Uh, now, when I look at uh, Brian's lawn maintenance, he does have a collection system at times that he uses, but for the most part, uh, he is uh, side discharging uh, properties. And, you know, there's no right or wrong answer there. It is uh, what is uh, what is normally done in your specific area. So somebody looking at my information that maybe comes from an area where side discharging is the norm is going to be like, that's crazy. Why are you collecting grass clippings on every property? Why? You know, and there's a lot of reasons to that, uh, though, you know, how wet it is, um, how fast the lawn grows um, because of the amount of water moisture we get uh, and the mild temperatures, you know, I can be uh, on a weekly mow. And it's another reason why I only do weekly mows because, uh, you know, uh, I can mow a lawn and literally, you know, two or three days later, it's already starting to look like it needs to be cut again. And by the time I show up that next week, only seven days later, uh, you know, it could have grown six to eight inches and to side discharge that, uh, would be, uh, you know, a huge mess and to try to disperse those clippings or to make them smaller, uh, and acceptable looking the amount of uh, passes it would take, uh, when you're uh, already traveling on a lawn that is, uh, moist and soggy and soft, uh, you know, it just, uh, is counterintuitive when I can just do in one pass with the uh, bag system, collect it, and uh, away we go. It looks nice and clean, and we're done, right? But that's not the case in other areas. So, 
You guys are very fortunate in the fact that you can find people to follow online, um, you know, and get good information from all of us generally. But if you want a deep dive and, uh, you know, get something more specific to your specific scenario or area, you have that luxury now of having uh, so many uh, different uh, people to learn from. Uh, And on that note, uh, I'm actually going to take a quick break here so we can hear from Brian's Lawn Maintenance and his Entrepreneur Academy. Uh, He's got a a nice uh, system set up there for you guys uh, who want to learn directly from him. And, uh, you know, he's got things on like how to start a lawn care business. He's got courses on uh, aeration, even things like uh, if you want to get into snow removal, plowing, all that sort of stuff. uh, He's got you covered there as well. So uh, let's take a listen. Enjoying today's show? Motivated to take your lawn care and landscaping business to the next level? Learn what it takes to grow your lawn and landscaping business today with training and education from the Lawntrepreneur Academy. Get educated with how-tos on mulch installation, plowing snow, aeration and overseeding, and so much more. These training programs are designed to help you save time and make more money with your business. Invest in your future by first investing in yourself. Use promo code PODCAST to save 10% on all courses today at Lawntrepreneur Academy. Now, back to the show. Okay, so uh, like I said uh, previously, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, YouTube channels that you're watching, podcasts that you're listening to, uh, including uh, guest interviews that we've had, one of the common themes that people always talk about that uh, you have to know your numbers uh, in your particular business. So, uh, you know, if you're new, uh, what does that mean? What does it mean to know your numbers? Well, basically what it means is is to know exactly uh, what it costs you to uh, be in business uh, because there's a, a cost to all of that. And uh, the uh, thing about that is, is that it's not cookie cutter. You can't say, uh, like for me, you can't say, okay, well, figure out the cost of what it costs me to actually, uh, you know, run my business to provide uh, the service that I provide and then uh, take that number straight across to somebody like Brian's Lawn Maintenance and say, here you go. That This is what it costs, uh, you know, to run a lawn care business because no two businesses are going to be exactly the same. So uh, unfortunately, there's not an easy uh, way. There's not a, you know, a cut and paste uh, that you can do with that. You're going to have to do some digging, uh, do some, uh, a little bit of, uh, work, get your pencils sharpened and, uh, you know, figure out exactly, uh, what it costs your business. Now, why is that? Why, why can't you just take, um, you know, one number and apply it across the board as being, um, you know, what it costs to run a lawn care business? Well, of course, lawn care businesses come in all shapes and sizes. There's no two businesses that are exactly exactly uh, the same. Uh, You may think that two businesses are exactly the same. You may uh, break it down and say, well, you know, uh, I'm a single owner operator and, uh, you know, I use a 21 inch mower and um, I've got a, a, a line trimmer and I've got a blower and uh, I've got, uh, uh, you know, basic insurance uh, that costs, uh, uh, you know, has this much reliability and all that sort of stuff. And that business over there, well, he's the same. He's, uh, you know, a single owner operator. He's got, um, you know, his basic insurance with the same coverage. He's just using a 21 inch mower as well. He's just using a, a line trimmer, but just in that scenario, there's just so many, uh, uh, variables, uh, that are possible. Uh, for example, well, um, what type of truck are you guys using? Is is uh, one person using a truck and the other person a car? Uh, if you're both using pickup trucks, are they both the exact same age, make and model? Um, do they have the same amount of um, you know mileage on those vehicles? Um, you know, what type of, uh, uh, tires do you have on that vehicle? Do you have the factory tires on that vehicle? Or are you using some aftermarket, uh, rim and tire uh, on them that maybe is more suited for off-road and stuff that's going to wear out quicker? Uh, you know, what uh, type of maintenance uh, do you do? Do you, uh, 
you know, how much mileage do you put on that vehicle uh, on a monthly basis? How often is that going to impact, you know, the oil changes uh, that are done? Uh, the cost of fuel that you're going to go through. Uh, you can just see just in just in the truck portion of how many differences we can break that down to. Uh, then the same goes with equipment. Are you using, uh, you know, what type of brand of equipment are you are you using? Commercial equipment? Are you using residential equipment? Um, you know, what brand of equipment is that? Is it a brand that is known to be more reliable than some other brand? Uh, or is it a brand that, um, you know, uh, has some inherent problems uh, with it and you constantly find yourself, uh, uh, with downtime and having to, uh, mess around with it and, and to buy other products to help, uh, with the maintenance of that, like carb cleaners and, and things like that and, and different additives and stuff to, to keep that running, uh, better than uh, the other. Is your uh, line trimmer, uh, for example, is it a four-stroke machine or is it a two-stroke machine? Uh, you know, that four-stroke machine, well, you know, you got to factor in the cost of oil and oil changes for that. Um, but then you also, you know, are not paying for uh, two-stroke oil for that machine because now it's running on straight gas. There's just so many different variables. And that's why, you know, as, as similar as two businesses may look to each other, uh, there is, uh, you know, uh, very slim chance to none that the operating costs for those two businesses are the same. Uh, you know, are they using the same insurance provider for that same coverage? Probably not. Uh, you know, what are the rates for those different insurance coverages? Does your past history uh, with insurance uh, and insurance claims um uh, negatively impact uh, what you're paying for your business liability insurance or for your vehicle insurance, which we know for sure uh, can uh, negatively impact if you've got things like speeding tickets or, um, you know, uh, past uh, accidents or things like that. That's going to affect uh, how much, um, you know, you're paying for insurance. Does your uh, insurance, uh, is it, uh, uh, are you able to benefit from a competitive, uh, insurance structure? Like, are there more than one choice of insert insurance provider for you where you are, or do you have a, you know, single insurance provider like here in British Columbia, um, all insurance for vehicles has to go through the government, uh, you know, regulated insurance. Now they've opened it up a little bit, uh, but you still have to get your, uh, what they call a basic insurance uh, to make sure you have the at least a minimum amount of uh, liability and stuff to protect other people in case you, you know, hit somebody, um, you know, riding a bike or something like that so that they're protected. So everybody has to have that minimum. And now you're allowed to um, buy uh, what they call like the extra uh, part of your insurance um, through third parties. If you want, you can still get the government version of that, but you can go to other you know, insurance providers to get things like your collision on your own vehicle, how much coverage you want to to protect your vehicle, um, you know, the theft and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that wasn't a choice, uh, just a little while ago, you had to go through, um, the uh, insurance corporation of British Columbia, the ICBC, they call it here, uh, for those, uh, specific, uh, you know, if you needed to put a car on the road. Uh, so is that the situation where you're in or are you uh, able to pick from all different providers uh, to uh, cover your vehicle on your, you can then, you know, shop around for the best price uh, or not. Uh, so there's so many, you know, we can go down the line in every uh, case scenario, even when uh, describing two simple businesses, like two single owner operators with a truck, a 21 inch mower each, a trimmer each and a handheld blower. And there's still so many differences, so many variables in there that's going to affect, uh, you know, the cost uh, of doing business for each of those uh, two business scenarios. Now you get into uh, a bigger uh, company or even a more established uh, company. And that's just, as you can imagine, just going to uh, shake things up even more. Uh, you get into different trailer options. 
Uh, the cost of those, the maintenance of those, uh, you start adding employees and have to, uh, you know, pay for uh, the hourly wage. You have to pay for, uh, you know, some sort of a workers' compensation fund. You might have to work, uh, pay into a pension fund for those employees. You know, and that's going to vary from, uh, you know, state to state, or province to province, town to town, that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, there's just so much. Uh, so the, unfortunately, there's no way to, um, you know, basically take one number from somebody and, uh, you know, put it uh, onto somebody else. So why uh, is it important uh, to know your numbers? Well, without knowing uh, what it actually costs you to do uh, business to go out there and provide a service, uh, then basically you're like, uh, uh, you know, a horse going around with the blinders on, right? There's no, uh, you can only kind of see part of the picture. You can't see the whole picture. And that can be absolutely detrimental to your business uh, and to your life and to your future. Uh, you know, if you uh, dig deep into it and actually start to think about this, because, uh, you know, uh, and I, I understand that it's very um, difficult when you're first starting out. Uh, I've talked about uh, so many times on the podcast how you know, my example of, uh, when I first started, uh, my lawn care business, uh, the, the previous job that I had, uh, working at that vehicle emission testing station was, uh, I think I was making $17 an hour and, and some change there, right? So say just under $18 an hour, let's call it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I've had it. I'm done with this. I'm never, ever going to work for somebody else again. I'm going to start my lawn care business. Uh, I'm going to buy into this franchise and all that. And uh, all I need to do is to make $18 an hour. And then, you know, I'm golden. Everything's going to be, uh, you know, just awesome. And, uh, you know, that's completely wrong. But that's what most people going into, um, you know, starting a lawn care business are going to think. And I had the benefit of having a job, like I said, of, of uh, $18 an hour. So I was already, if I think about it from an employee mindset, I was already coming at it, um, uh, you know, shooting high <laughs> at that point of view, uh, you know, in my mind, uh, I was already thinking like $18 an hour. Like if I can do that on my own, then, you know, that's awesome. I'm, you know, that's more than enough uh, to do and to uh, to live a good life. Most guys are coming at that from uh, jobs that didn't pay so well. So that's not even in their, um, you know, their scope, their uh, range of what they think is even possible. We've talked about uh, like our interview with um, uh, Shant Singh Vansa about, uh, you know, that entrepreneurial mindset versus employee mindset and how uh, when you're first starting out and you're in that, uh, um, you know, uh, employee mindset, how that can, um, you know, really, uh, throw you off. Uh, and it's only when you take sort of that leap of faith and you start to actually work on your business, start to build your business that you see that, uh, not only is what you thought previously that wasn't possible is now possible, but now you're seeing, all of the other opportunities of what you could do. Now that sort of plateau that you get to, it's like, um, uh, think about uh, like a staircase, right? You start out on the ground floor, you take the first step and now you're at that level. Uh, and you're still not sure because you can't see over the next step. Um, you know, but, uh, if you can get over that next step, uh, then it opens up that possibility. And now, uh, you can see looking backwards how, uh, you know, that's all, uh, connecting and, and how you made that possible. Uh, but your each step that you go, it opens up all new possibilities. So, you know, uh, a lot of you guys are coming at it from the point of view of, of making less than that, maybe $7 an hour at a job or $9 an hour, whatever the case may be. And thinking that, Hey, you know, if I can make $9 an hour in my lawn care business, um, then, uh, everything uh, is going to be, uh, all right. Okay. So I'm just going to take a quick break, uh, to hear from uh, another sponsor. 
At Exmark, we've poured decades of leading-edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial zero-turn rider more landscape pros trust. So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now. So why is having that mindset of coming uh, you know, to a new business from a, a previous job, being a, an employee, why is that a flawed uh, train of thought to think that, hey, you know, if I can make $17 an hour, uh, then uh, I am golden, that, that I will be set? Well, the reason is, is that, as I mentioned uh, uh, earlier, is that you have a cost of doing business where previously... Uh, you didn't as an employee. It didn't cost you uh, really anything to uh, go to work and earn a paycheck other than maybe, uh, you know, the fuel to get to work. And in some cases, uh, or your transportation, if you're taking the bus, uh, in some cases, uh, it, you may require some uh, safety equipment, maybe glasses and hearing protection. Uh, maybe you need steel toe boots for your particular job. Uh, maybe you're uh, in a, uh, an office environment and you need to have um, like suits or something to wear. And that's not you know covered directly by your employee, but that is the attire that you have to wear. So you may have some costs, uh, you know, some one time costs costs or some ongoing costs every now and then for transportation, for clothing, for that sort of stuff. Uh, but generally, uh, you know, you're going to need that stuff anyways, like you need clothes, uh, to wear and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's a cost to, uh, doing that, uh, going to earn that paycheck. Uh, but you know, it's not an entire cost. It's not something that, uh, you could completely, uh, you know, possibly do without. Whereas with a, a a lawn care business or any business for that uh, matter, having, uh, you know, uh, a truck, if say you're starting out and you only have a car and now you got to go and buy a truck. Well, now you've got payments on that truck. You've got, um, you know, uh, fuel or a lease or something. Um, you've got uh, the maintenance on that truck that maybe you previously uh, didn't have. Uh, and that's something that, uh, you know, if it wasn't for you starting the business, you wouldn't need that. Like there would be no, uh, need for you to own a pickup truck if it wasn't for, uh, starting that business or, you know, a trailer, uh, or a commercial piece of equipment, uh, like a mower or, you know, a trimmer or something like that. Uh, it's because of that scenario. It's because of you starting a lawn care business that you need, uh, uniforms for your business, that you need to have business cards. You wouldn't need business cards if you didn't have a business. Uh, you don't need uh, postcards or door hangers and to spend money on that if you don't have a business. There's no need for you as an employee to go and make business cards, to go and make uh, you know door hangers. Um, maybe you have a more comprehensive uh, phone plan for your uh, cell phone. Uh, so there's going to be a cost in that. I know for myself, for example, um, you know, being a business owner in the lawn care business, uh, I, and you know, even with this podcast, for example, I require a more intensive, um, mobile phone plan than I would if I wasn't doing this. If I wasn't doing the podcast and I wasn't, um, uh, you know, doing the social media stuff that I enjoy doing and running my lawn care business, I wouldn't need the phone plan I have. So, you know, currently with my phone plan, I have a, you know, like a nationwide, uh, basically a North America wide, uh, phone uh, calling plan. So I can call either Canada or the U S. Um, I don't get any charged, uh, any long distance and I can call from Canada or I can call if I'm in the U S which I, um, I'm routinely in the United States. Um, I can answer calls from customers. I can use the data uh, on my uh, phone plan um, in the U.S. or in Canada, uh, where previously when, uh, you know, years before when I, you know, wasn't, didn't have a business or things like that. Um, and, you know, like my wife, for example, she has a phone plan. She has uh, data on her phone. But the minute we cross into the United States, she can't use that data. She can technically use it, but 
if she does, she gets charged an arm and a leg for using that data when she's in the United States, when her phone's roaming. Uh, but with mine, it's, uh, it doesn't make a difference because I'm paying much more per month uh, to have that. Uh, I also, uh, you know, pay for like double the data as well so that I don't have to worry about it uh, when I'm in the States and, and, and do any of that. And I can do things like uh, long uh, telephone interviews for you guys on this podcast, calling, you know, somebody in the U.S. or something. And I don't have to worry about being charged for that uh, if I'm uh, doing uh, an interview over the phone uh, instead of, say, like Zoom or something. If Internet connection uh, isn't working uh, well for that person or they're out, uh, you know, in the sticks or something like that and and don't have a good Internet connection. Uh, So, you know, there's an inherent cost uh, when you uh, go to business or you start a business that you wouldn't normally have if it wasn't for that particular business. So that is why uh, it's so important to know those numbers. You need to know uh, for your exact situation, um, whether you're a single owner operator, whether you are a business owner that has, um, you know, six employees, maybe you've got three trucks, three trailers, uh, maybe you have a shop that you want to keep your equipment in, uh, or you're just running out of your garage. Uh, that's why it's so important to know your numbers because that will effectively let you know exactly uh, what it costs you to run your business. Uh, And then from there, you can more accurately calculate uh, based on uh, those numbers uh, and uh, your, um, uh, you know, uh, based on those numbers, you can accurately calculate what your hourly rate should be. And then from there, when you go to quote a job, if you know how much it's costing you to, uh, run your business and you know, uh, what your hourly rate should be to not only, uh, cover, uh, that cost of, uh, doing business, uh, but now also, what else do you want from there? Because there's not, uh, it's not just that it's not just, um, knowing what it costs you to do, uh, you know, to provide your service. Because if you think about it, um, if you're going to go out and, uh, just, uh, mow lawns and cover your costs and break even, well, you know, you're not going to last too long as much as you might enjoy it. You know, we've talked about, um, people's passion in this industry and that sort of stuff. And you may love to go out and mow lawns lawns, even if, uh, you know, people didn't pay you, but that's obviously, um, you know, not a reality of course, right. You have to get paid Uh, one, uh, time or another sooner or later, it's going to catch up to you because you have bills to pay and you have to, uh, you know, you won't be able to even mow lawns, uh, because you won't have any money left to, uh, buy the fuel for those machines or anything like that. So that's why, uh, you know, obviously super important and why everybody drills uh, into your mind that you have to know your numbers because you have to know what it costs you every time you decide to step outside and, uh, you know, start another day in a lawn care business uh, because that is costing you, uh, you know, money. So, and then, uh, like I said, uh, from there uh, with that knowledge, um, you know, you can, uh, figure out what your hourly rate should be because, uh, you know, you want to think about other things as well. The knowing what your, your cost of doing business is, is different from knowing what your hourly rate should be because ultimately your cost of doing business is, uh, basically just, you know, an hourly figure, uh, of what you have to have at least, you know, every hour, uh, of business to cover the business's costs. Your hourly rate, on the other hand, should not only cover that, uh, but it needs to cover your, uh, you know, essentials, your needs, uh, for your life. Uh, and again, this is a completely different thing for each and every person, because I could be a bachelor living in an apartment, um, with, uh, very minimal needs, uh, you know, only need to get, uh, food and supplies and things like that, uh, for just me, or I could be married and have, uh, two, three, four, five kids, and you have those people to feed. And then on top of that, again, you don't want to just break even. 
You need to think about your winter fund. You need to think about activities for those kids. You know, sports is a huge thing. Uh, my kids uh, both play uh, soccer now. Um, have been playing for many, many years. They play an elite level of soccer, which means it gets more and more expensive. Uh, my son at one point was playing hockey and soccer, and that was just, um, you know, uh, insanity at times uh, with the cost of, uh, you know, trips. And, you know, they're always going on uh, little travel trips and things like that. And then there's hotels and things, and you got to, you know, factor all of that in because of course, as a, a parent, um, you don't want to have your kid left out of those scenarios. You don't want to, you know, have them miss those opportunities, especially if they show promise uh, in whatever it is they're doing, whether it's a sport or uh, maybe uh, music uh, or art or whatever it is, um, you know, that they seem to excel at dance. Uh, all of these activities can be expensive and, and that hourly rate has to cover those cost of doing business plus all of that. Now take it a step further. You have, like I mentioned, that winter fund you have to think about. You have, um, you know, you want to have something left over as well. Uh, you want to be able to put money aside besides your winter fund. You know, you want to be able to put, uh, you know, you have housing to think about. You have uh, your mortgage, your rent. Uh, the food on the table uh, for your family. Uh, and you would obviously uh, in a perfect scenario, uh, like to be able to do things like take your family on vacations uh, and all that. And still at the end of the day, still have money aside for things that happen in the future. You have your retirement to think about you also have, um, you know, things like, say, your children getting married uh, in the future or needing, uh, you know, a hand as they get older in uh, maybe uh, a down payment on a house or something like that. And maybe they need, uh, you know, so, some financial help or something like that. As a parent, these are all things that are going to weigh in on you uh, depending on the situation. So, that, again, very different scenarios. You could be that uh, bachelor that has none of those um concerns and your hourly rate is going to be a lot lower than uh, somebody uh, who's in a different position, maybe as a parent or has uh, dependents. It could even be, um, you know, your parents who are, uh, you know, older and retired and maybe uh, require care because of illness and things like that. And as a, a you know, a kid, uh, you know, a child of that uh, parent uh, who took out, look, looked after you when you were younger through your years, when you could uh, obviously fend for yourself you know sometimes those uh, roles are reversed in later years and now it's your turn to take care of uh, those parents so that hourly rate um, you know has to uh, cover all of that. So you can see there's two separate things and you can see why it's so important. I've talked about how you know uh, I got sort of that wake up call when I started my lawn care business. And I bought that franchise and I thought, hey, this is great. You know, I bought into this thing. Um, you know, I'm super shy. I'm super introverted. I don't have to worry about getting customers. You know, the phone goes to the central office. They answer the phones. They do all that. They just send me the calls. And then I can go out and look at the, uh, you know, the job and I don't have to worry about it too much. It's a lot easier than sort of that initial, uh, you know, trying to sell people stuff. They're already calling this established brand and all that sort of stuff. And uh, even through it all, uh, you know, I found that, you know, starting from scratch, uh, that uh, with the amount of time and not having root density and all that sort of stuff, all those things factored in to me looking at my business from an objective point of view after one year, after two years going, wow, like this is, um, you know, this is a bit of a rough go. I thought buying a franchise would, would have been a lot uh, easier than this. It would have uh, worked out a lot better. Uh, and uh, instead I found myself going like, you know, rally reality hit. And uh, if it wasn't for, uh, you know, that um, uh, promise that I made to myself saying that I would never, ever work uh, for anybody else again, uh, I was facing reality going, wow, like I could have literally worked at McDonald's this year, uh, this past year and made, you know, uh, the same amount of money, uh, that I'm left with, uh, here and not have had any of that stress and trouble and, uh, all of the extra hours of maintenance and, 
things that you tend to do and, and marketing and all that stuff uh, that you tend to do as a lawn care business. So uh, just a lot there uh, to uh, digest. So I'm just going to take another quick break uh, because it's time for this week's Jobber Minute. Okay, my question this time is, more and more I'm finding that my customers and prospective customers expect quicker response times. How can I keep up while still trying to get all of my work done? Oh boy, this is a good one. We've definitely seen the trend of wanting fast turnaround time, especially the generation that's used to the instant shopping and instant results online, Amazon Prime, you name it. So to get business from these folks, Jobber has built an easy to use work request form that anybody can add to their website or their social media profiles. So what this form does, it collects all of the information you need to efficiently book that job. So instead of the customer waiting for you to call them back or playing phone tag, you can collect all the information directly from this page. So from there, you can then create a quote and send it straight back to the customer. So not only do these work request forms make it easy for the customer to get new work on your radar, but it makes it easy for you to respond quickly and efficiently, making sure that you, you're you really capturing all of those bids that come through. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. If you want to see what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care business, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Jobber. You can start a free trial and even get 20% off your first six months. Okay, so welcome back. Uh, how then do we go about, uh, calculating or, uh, you know, finding out what your cost of doing business is? Well, essentially, what you're going to need to do is to uh, take all of your expenses uh, for the year of uh, that you're doing business. Now, there's two scenarios here uh, that I uh, obviously understand. And you guys are asking yourself, well, Julio, I am a new business. I haven't even done one lawn yet. How the heck do I figure out, um, you know, what my cost of doing business is? Well, this is going to be, unfortunately, a very difficult process for you because it's going to rely on a lot of guesstimation. But the good news is, is that because you are uh, putting some thought into this, even if there is, uh, you know, a list of things that you forget to even calculate you are still going to be in a much better position than having not thought about this at all. So what I need you guys to do, here's your homework, uh, is uh, you're going to take out a piece of paper, you're going to sharpen your pencil, uh, and uh, you're going to start uh, just writing down uh, all of your presumed expenses. So we have uh, a truck and a lot of these things you can kind of guesstimate, um, you know, uh, quite accurately. Like even if you don't have uh, say a truck to start off with, but you've owned a car in the past. Well, you know what, uh, you know, roughly, um, you can kind of guesstimate, uh, how much gas you used. Uh, it may not be the same because maybe you're just driving to work and, and back and all that, um, versus, you know, a vehicle that's going to be used driven, you know, throughout the day going from uh, lawn to lawn, but it's still, like I said, giving you a, a starting point. So you can use that past history. If you don't own a car, maybe you're just buying a car uh, to start out with. Start asking your friends, do you have somebody that has a truck? What does it cost to uh, put fuel in that truck? How, uh, you know, how long does that tank of fuel last? How many miles or kilometers can they put on that? From there, you can start to guesstimate what it's going to cost you per week, per month. Like I said, even if you're on the low side, I wouldn't even you know worry about it too much because just putting these numbers down is already going to give you uh, that jump start. So you know, start out with the truck. Uh, if you're uh, doing your due diligence and you're uh, you know uh, thinking about starting a lawn care business, then you're calling around. You're you're going to know uh, you know what the equipment equipment is that uh, you're thinking about buying, uh, you know, what that's going to cost you. Um, you know, you can, uh, you know, uh, figure out, uh, you know, you've probably gotten, uh, quotes for insurance, uh, for liability insurance for your business, for, 
things like uh you know uh, AD&D for yourself uh, accidental death and dismemberment insurance uh, to make sure that uh, you know you're covered in case of an injury uh, at work uh, you know in those uh, you know unfortunate uh, circumstances that can happen from time to time uh, also um, you know fuel for your equipment you can kind of guesstimate uh, go to your dealer and see you know how much does two stroke oil uh, uh, cost um what other things do I need? Safety equipment. Uh, what do I need for that? What sorts of jobs am I going to, uh, you know, do? Do I need rakes? Do I need shovels? Uh, all that sort of stuff. You can start to gather, uh, you know, uh, a budget together uh, and uh, start to figure out all those expenses. Your uh, cell phone bill. Um, you know, uh, what else do I have uh, written uh, down here? Uh, marketing materials, of course. Business cards. What's it cost for business cards? Luckily, uh, you know, this day and age, uh, not too uh, uh, expensive there. Uh, uh, if you're going to do uh, like the door hangers, uh, are you going to have a website? Uh, what's it going to cost you to do the website? Can you build the website yourself? Um, you know, are you going to use a free service for a website? Uh, or are you going to, uh, you know, use a service that maybe you have to pay 2 or $3 a month uh, for? Uh, can you guesstimate your equipment uh, maintenance? Do you need office supplies are you going to have to buy paper for your printer uh, to print out invoices for clients do you need to um, you know, factor in the price of ink or toner or stuff, uh, for your uh, printer. Do you need a computer to start out with? Um, you know, are you going to pay for, um, a service like Jobber to, uh, you know, be able to easily manage all of those customers and invoices and schedules? Um, or are you going to try to do it, you know, with uh, a pen and paper and a calendar or something? Um, you know, there's all these things that you can start to think about, start to put together all those costs. And uh, when you've got, uh, you know, absolutely everything that you can think of that you require to run your business, business licenses, uh, you know, the more I, I keep talking about it and thinking about it, uh, the more and more, uh, you know, uh, things that I remember that I need to pay for, uh, you know, web domain names. There's so many uh, things that come along uh, that I remember that I need for, you know, running my lawn care business, uh, maintenance on the vehicle, tires, things like that. All sorts of things that you can kind of guesstimate, uh, like even tires, for for example, you can kind of just guess like, hey, uh, a set of tires costs such and such, um, you know, they usually last this many miles or kilometers, which is, you know, loosely translated maybe into three years or four years or whatever the case will be. Well, what's the, that portion for that year uh, cost? And you can factor that in. So basically, you're going to take all of those costs that you're going to guesstimate your monthly cell phone bills, all that sort of stuff for one year. And then you're going to divide that uh, into your 12 months. And that's going to, you know, give you uh, a loose, uh, you know, monthly cost of what it costs you to run your business month to month. Because remember, um, even uh, when you are not doing business, uh, when this is a seasonal business, uh, depending on what part of the country you're from, uh, you're still paying those costs to run your business. Uh, for example, with me, obviously, I'm uh, off in the wintertime. Uh, and, you know, some of those costs I use in other ways, like, you know, I may not be mowing lawns. Um, so I don't really need my cell phone plan for that. But I am doing the podcast and the podcast and uh, I consider a business as well. So it's now, um, you know, I'm using that uh, cell phone for those phone calls and, and uh, to be able to keep up with my uh, social media and stuff like that. So there's all, uh, you know, this uh, cost that you have to continue paying. One of the costs that I have to pay all the time uh, that I don't necessarily need uh, when I'm not uh, working, for example, um, is my, uh, say, my insurance. Uh, so my liability insurance is a yearly thing. I have to pay each and every month for my liability insurance. Well, I don't uh, necessarily work, uh, for sure from like December, January, February, uh, three months of the year, for sure. I, I know I'm, I'm, you know, traditionally not working, but I'm still paying each month for that insurance. Uh, also the, uh, accidental death and dismemberment, uh, insurance for myself in case I hurt myself at work. 
Um, that's the reason I have that insurance. Now, the nice thing about that insurance, uh, that separate policy is that it covers me, uh, 24 hours a day, regardless if I'm working or not. So that one, I don't mind so much because I could just slip and fall and break a leg or something when I'm not working and it's still going to cover me. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm still paying for that, uh, in the months that I'm not working and maybe that liability there is, is much, much lower. Another thing is uh, I've talked about before how I use a, um, for credit card, I do all credit card on file for customers and I do a, uh, I have a, a, a flat rate fee that I pay a credit card merchant company. So I used to pay, um, a company, uh, a different uh, credit card merchant. I used to pay, uh, per transaction, uh, for the credit card and they would take a percentage of each and every transaction. Uh, but then, uh, I found a, a merchant company that had a flat rate, uh, fee. And uh, basically I pay the fa- same fee every month and it doesn't matter. Uh, they have different tiers. So uh, when I started off, it was a much cheaper uh, because they had a, an initial tier that was like $30 a month uh, that you would pay and it, and it covered you, uh, regardless of how many transactions you did, as long as uh, you got up to, uh, you know, a certain, um, amount. Once you passed that amount for the year, then you went into the next tier. Uh, and then they had like a third tier. So, you know, uh, I pay that same amount each and every month. So when I get to, uh, December, January, February, well, uh, you know, that, um, direct, uh, uh, you know, uh, I was gonna say direct deposit, but that direct, uh, um, you know, where they take the money out of your account happens, uh, each and every month, uh, regardless of the fact that, uh, I haven't worked for three months, uh, and I have made no credit card transactions. I'm still paying that fee, uh, that month. Now for me, when I calculated, it was still, uh, cheaper for me to do that monthly, uh, flat rate, versus doing uh, per transaction, it still worked out the same. Uh, and it actually worked to my benefit if I can uh, push it to the higher tier, like just before the next price sort of increase uh, in that tier, then, um, you know, because they give you a range from this amount to this amount is this much per month. So if you're on the upper end, you you know, it works out to like a lower monthly or lower per transaction fee, basically. So for example, uh, you know, at the lower end, you might be paying like 3.2% uh, per transaction, where on the higher end, you might be, um, you know, 2% um, if you can max out to that. Uh, and that's why with every customer, I'm like, you have to pay by credit card. Credit card is the only way. Not only is it uh, obviously easier and better for me because I get paid on time, but I want to Uh, do as much because in the long run, uh, the more that I'm doing to get closer to that next tier without going over, um, I'm getting the best rate possible. So, you know, lots of, uh, uh, you know, different things that you have to uh, think about when you're uh, doing your business and you're calculating those numbers because there's lots of fees there that you're going to be paying regardless because it is a seasonal uh, business. So what you're going to do is you're going to add up all of those costs uh, together. You're going to get that uh, divided by 12, get that monthly rate, because like I said, it doesn't matter whether it's a month that you're working, month that you're not working, those fees are still always going to uh, go from there. And then you can then uh, uh, dive deeper divide that by four weeks. And now you're going to know what it costs you to do, uh, you know, business for each week, uh, that you're in business. Um, and you can, you know, um, boil this down even more. Like if you want to take, um, holidays and stuff and say, I'm going to take two weeks off or something like that. And they eat every year. You can like not count that if you want uh, to make it, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. You can figure it out however you want to figure it out. If you want to account for it as every week, regardless of, um, your business, which is the way I would sort of suggest it because, um, you know, thinking about holidays and things like that is sort of still that employee mindset because your business is still a business, regardless of whether you are on vacation or not, it's just not earning an income when you're on vacation. If you have employees, then you don't want to 
uh, worry about the vacation part. You want to just figure it out uh, for those 52 weeks in the year, what each and every week costs, because you may be on a beach somewhere and your employees are still earning money. Uh, you know, so it's still costing you money uh, to, uh, you know, provide that service because your tools and equipment and gas and stuff is still out there, uh, still uh, going through the motions. Uh, so, you know, and then from there, uh, you can divide it uh uh, depending on how many days a week you work. Uh, so this is what I would do. I would get, uh, you know, the monthly cost. I would get it down to a weekly cost uh, for the year. And then I would break it down to how many days a week are you working? Are you working six days a week, uh, Monday through Saturday? Then I would divide that weekly uh, by six days uh, so that you could figure out each and every day what it's costing you to uh, go out and provide that business. If you're only working five days a week, Monday to Friday, then you know, you're going to divide that further. If you're only going to do this as a, a side hustle and work maybe three days a week uh, and that's it, that's not like all you're going to do. If you're maybe say you're uh, a firefighter or something like that and you've got uh, your full-time firefighting job, but you're doing lawn care on the side, then you're going to break it down to just those days that you are available to do lawn care. Uh, and of course, you know, your rate may be higher because of that. Um, but, uh, you know, that's what it's costing you to actually go out there and uh, provide uh, that service. Now, once you have that, now you understand what it's costing you to leave the house in the morning and go to work. Now, like I said, that first year, this is all going to be sort of a guesstimation, but by guesstimating, you are ahead of the pack because most people are not even going to do this. They're going to go uh, years uh, at times without checking their numbers and they're just going, uh, uh, you know, uh, into the wind uh, and just, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, with the blinders on and, and hoping for the best. And you don't want that. You want to set yourself up for success. So you're going to uh, think about this, put some time into it and figure that out. It gets easier when you have your first year under your belt, even your first month. Once you start working and you start figuring out your first month and you start getting real bills, your real cell phone bill for that, your real car payment, your real uh, guess of what that gas cost you that last month, you can redo this, refine it. Now you've got a, an estimate that you can uh, put towards to get a more accurate number. And then the next month that happens, you can do it again. You can take uh, that month. If it's more, you can take the average of those two months of fuel and, and sort of put that together and you can keep doing it each month to get more and more accurate as you go. You don't have to wait a whole year to figure this out. You can guesstimate from the beginning before you've started so that you can uh, start to accurately, uh, you know, quote lawns more properly. Uh, but then, you know, as you go, you can refine it and get, uh, you know, an actual proper number. Uh, and then after your first year, well, now you've got a whole uh, real load of valuable data that you can uh, go uh, and use because now you have real numbers that what it really costs you. You've got invoices and bills of all that stuff. So it's easier to uh, then refine that even farther. So once you know that number, you know what it costs you to do business. Now you can kind of figure out, well, what's it cost me to live? I pay rent. I have groceries. I have kids uh, that I want to put through college. I have uh, entertainment that I want to, uh, you know, I want to go to the movies. I want to, you know, catch a hockey game or a football game or something like that. Uh, you know, I want to be able to put my kids in sports. Uh, I want to have a winter fund. You know, what's it cost for rent and all that stuff? What am I going to need for that winter winter fund for each month uh, to survive. That all has to be factored, factored in. Once you figure out what your cost of living is by doing the same thing of all your expenses for living, your food, your rent, all that sort of stuff, everything that you need for your kids uh, and all that, well, then you can then, you know, figure out uh, that same monthly cost, that weekly cost uh, and all that and put it together and then, uh, you know, uh, take your uh, your cost of living and minus your uh, you know your cost of doing business and you can see uh, the difference there uh, or you can sorry add them together and see uh, what uh, you know what is required uh, for your business now because now you're taking your 
uh, what it's costing you to run the business and what it's costing you to live. And then you can add those numbers together on a, a yearly, a, week, a monthly, a weekly basis and see what it is that you need. And now you can start to accurately um, figure out what you start needing to charge uh, to uh, mow lawns. Uh, and again, in the beginning, it's going to take uh, more time because you are inexperienced uh, and, uh, you know, you might not know how long it takes you to mow a lawn and things like that, but you can start to, uh, again, guesstimate and it's going to give you uh, a bigger, uh, leapfrog, a bigger head start than most people. Um, you know, you can probably maybe have experience, uh, of your own of mowing a lawn as a kid, uh, and how long it took you to do a certain size property. Um, I would always ask clients, um, you know, when uh, I go to quote a property, I'll ask them, uh, how long does it take you to mow it? Uh, because I know, that as a uh, a lawn care business owner and using commercial equipment and all that stuff and and generally overall uh, hustling when I'm working, uh, that I'm going to be able to do it much quicker than, uh, what they're doing it at. And uh, so, you know, they're a customer's, um, uh, estimate of uh, when they tell you how long it takes to mow their lawn uh, you know, they're not really putting too much thought into that. They're just, they're telling you exactly what it takes them to mow their lawn. They're not thinking, Oh, you know, this person uh, and, and cutting the time because they think you're going to charge you uh, for that or whatever. They will literally just tell you exactly what it takes them to, to mow. I've never had a customer tell me, um, that it takes less time, um, then I've been able to do it. It's always been way longer. So I know, you know, just by that as a starting point, if you have no idea asking them how long it takes to mow a lawn, if they're, you know, mowing their lawn with a 21 inch mower and you're showing up with a 36 inch walk behind or a stand on mower, of course it's going to be faster. So if they're telling you it takes them an hour, you know, it's not going to take you an hour. You know, it's going to be much faster, but you can then even start to uh, get an idea and start to quote them on an hour because they've already acknowledged that that's how long it takes to mow the lawn. And you can start to, when you know nothing and you're coming at it from, uh, you know, not knowing, um, you can then, you know, you know how much it costs you to do business. Uh, you know how much it costs you to live. You put that number together, you know what your hourly rate should be. You apply that to the amount of time that they said it would take you. Um, you know, if it's totally out there, you can adjust that if you think you can do it much, much quicker. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can, uh, it gives you again, a guesstimation that's going to put you in a much better position, uh, than if you went at this uh, completely blind and you can refine it as time goes on. But like I said, I've never had a customer tell me it's going to take way faster than I've been able to do it. Uh, in fact, uh, most clients now, uh, if I, you know, if they say, you know, it'll take them an hour and I know it's going to take me 20 minutes, uh, you know, I'll tell them that sometimes and they'll be like, they're shocked by that. Like it's going to take you, that's it. Right. Um, they can't believe, or they'll ask me how many lawns I mow in a day. And I tell them and they're like, their, their jaw drops, right. They can't even imagine uh, getting through mowing their own lawn, let alone doing, uh, you know, uh, 12 or 13 lawns in a single day. They're like, what the heck? Uh, so you can use that uh, as a, a starting point and then refine it as you gain experience, because then you'll start to know, uh, you know, I've talked to, um, to many people uh, on the podcast. We've done some uh, fantastic interviews. And uh, one of those um, uh, other things, uh, I think I was talking to uh, Plemons Lawn Care, Richie Plemons, in a recent interview, and we talked about that, how uh, you know, it's through the years of experience, uh, under your belt that you can then look at a lawn and you know exactly how much, uh, you know, how long that's going to take you to mow, uh, without even really walking a property. It's just, you know, from so many years of doing it over and over and literally mowing hundreds and hundreds of lawns, uh, you know, that you can just look at it and, you know, uh, you've factored it in everything. You've got all of those, uh, calculations uh going on in your head without even really 
you know, making a conscious effort uh, with calculating it because of that uh, years and years of experience. It's difficult to explain, especially if you are somebody who is um, absolutely uh, new at it. Um, I'll give you a, a brief little example or, or uh, a sort of a, a comparison. Uh, I've talked about uh, soccer in the past and being a fan of soccer and and um, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, being uh, you know a very famous uh, soccer player. I watched a documentary on him uh, that was called, uh, I think it was made by Castrol Oil and it was called like On the Edge or something. And they were testing his soccer skills. And one of the things that they did was they put him uh, in front of a net and uh, they were tossing balls in the air and then uh, having him either kick the ball or head the ball into the net. Now, seems like an easy task, but here's the, uh, the trick to it all is that as soon as they toss the ball, they shut off the lights. So he was in pitch darkness and Every single time they did it, he never once missed the ball, even though he couldn't see it. Uh, because of the experience and the years that he had been training, uh, you know, uh, being a professional uh, soccer player or a footballer, as they say in Europe, uh, you know, he was just that good. His mind, uh, and they were sort of, you know, breaking it down, uh, the amount of calculations that his mind was already doing based on uh, just that initial glimpse of the ball and it being released in the air, that his mind was already calculating how fast the ball was traveling, uh, you know, uh, how... Um, uh, the trajectory of the, you know, the angle that it was going to come at and stuff and that even in pitch darkness, when they uh, shut the lights off, once that ball was released, he hit the ball every time, whether it was him kicking the ball in or hitting the ball in. Um, and in fact, there was one, one of the shots where he used his shoulder to knock the ball in uh, because of where it was uh, coming in on that specific angle. And yet, his body had already calculated that just on that brief, um, you know, minute second of seeing the ball being released in the air uh, before he was in pitch darkness. Uh, so it's the same sort of thing. Once you, um, you know, uh, and if you've seen my physique, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, stipulating that I'm, uh, you know, a, um, uh, you know, fantastic uh, physical specimen, uh, but, uh, or, you know, some crazy athlete, but it's just that repetitiveness of doing that same task of year for years years having that experience that you know it's why i can uh you know edge a property and it looks like it's you know with my string trimmer and it looks like i've done it with a blade edger it's just practice and looking at properties year after year and doing that work in the beginning of sort of figuring out the costs and all that stuff well now i look at a property and i can look at it like richie plemons said and uh you know you know exactly how long it's going to take you and you can put a quote together uh, just by a brief uh, look at a property so it's going to take you uh, again uh, that experience uh to get through this so that's why it's not something that you can figure out right away on day one you're going to need that experience with each step of the way uh, from guesstimating your costs to figure out what it costs you to uh, actually uh, do your business to provide that service and then taking that and uh, figuring out uh, what your cost of living uh, is and then putting those together and figuring out what your hourly rate should be at least to be able to be profitable uh, and uh, be able to you know cover your expenses and all that and then you can bump that up to have you know some savings and uh, that uh, and play with that in the market to see you know versus competitors what they're charging and stuff and, and kind of find your way and you can refine from there doing things like uh, you know, what we previously talked about on a, another episode of root density. Uh, and as you start to build root density, you'll see that, uh, those expenses start, uh, to come down because you're not wasting as much fuel. You're not uh, going through tires and things. And just by simple things like that, um, you know, you're now increasing your profit because uh, your cost of doing business is less, uh, with better root density. So there's ways to, uh, even increase your profit over time without actually doing doing more work uh, and just taking on certain customers and, and, you know, like I say, customers that want fertilizers and, and hedge trimming and stuff like that. And then you're not spending 
as much time uh, unpaid on marketing and marketing material because you've already got these customers. Why not, uh, uh, you know, focus in on doing more work for those customers, maximizing your profit from each customer and uh, doing it that way. So Hopefully uh, that uh, helps you guys out, gives you a better sort of, uh, you know, feel for uh, knowing your numbers and what it actually means uh, when uh, you keep hearing that same uh, uh, thing over and over again from people about you got to know your numbers, you got to know your numbers, you got to know your numbers. Uh, And it's like, what does that mean? What does knowing your numbers exactly mean? Well, hopefully that, uh, uh, you know, uh, cleared it up for you guys. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.